You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and always mocking me during this segment. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I have a Lakers trade for you. Oh, I'm excited for it. <laughs> Would OKC take Luol Deng for Melo? <laughs> I saw this one. I think I saw uh, Anthony Irwin post this one. During, Did he really? During the, yeah, I think, he, I think I saw him post it. As like a joke, he he posted like the screenshot of the trade machine to see, <laughs> to see if they would do it, just like throwing it out there. No, Melo's expiring. Luol Deng still will have two more years left. No, no, no. Luol will have one more year after Melo. So one more extra year. Yes. So what? Could, what? Josh Hart and Luol Deng for Melo? No. Oh. Yeah, especially if they get LeBron, I would do that. Well, I really like Josh Hart, but. <laughs> it, most of all, it clears up 2019 cat space completely, because Melo comes off the books, and then you won't have to pay Luol. Right. Dang. So you get, so you maybe get your one free agent this summer, and then you get another one the next summer. Yeah, and I think Melo would waive it to come to LA. Yeah. Yeah, especially if the one yeah. free agent was LeBron already. If that happens. Exactly. Or if second thing, or if he's tight with Paul George already. <laughs> <laughs> Second thing I have in my, uh, a question, if you have any advice for wisdom teeth, throw it at me on Twitter because I'm getting all four of my wisdom teeth taken out on Thursday. Are so you going to tweet up. while under the influence? One of my friends was like, you sh- have your wife ask you a question about LeBron while you're drugged up. <laughs> I'm so excited. He's actually really good. I just don't like him. <laughs> I just, I have no I have no clue what to expect. I don't know if I'm just gonna they're putting me completely under, so I don't know if I'm gonna like wake up and I'm just gonna be at home and I'm gonna be like, what happened? <laughs> It'll be the next day. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. And now he has a beard to show that time has passed. <laughs> time has is, is passed on. All right, so what we're getting to today is we're doing our mailbag. It's mailbag season. I think I've seen two Locked On shows do mailbags. I also saw another podcast do a mailbag the other day. It's, it is mailbag season for sure. So we decided to do it. I know everybody has lots of burning questions. Got a lot of good responses on Twitter. So uh, thank you so much for sending us. We'll do some more probably before, the, uh, before draft and free agency. We'll definitely do one before free agency for sure. Um, but we got a bunch of questions. We're probably going to have to split this up into two parts. You'll get two different mailbag podcasts. So uh, we're excited about it. And Isaac, let's go for it right away. Let's start with our first question. Actually, it's two questions, and we'll uh, we'll answer them both. From MT3Maverick on Twitter. Shout out to him. What are y'alls? And by the way, he spelled y'alls Y-A-W-L-S. Y'alls. I don't care. I just appreciate that he used y'alls. I don't usually say y'alls or y'all at all but uh, oh i do but i appreciate it I, it it helps me know where you're coming from <laughs> that's me what are y'all's thoughts on marcus smart as a free agent target what price would you feel good paying for him this is a good question we talked about marcus smart very briefly 
on yesterday's show when we talked about the Eastern Conference playoff teams. By the way, got a lot of got a lot of good responses from that one. So guys, thanks for listening. If you haven't, go back and check. We went through all the playoff teams, talked about what free agent targets we could have, potential trade candidates, stuff like that. So Marcus Smart definitely one that's going to come up. He's a restricted free agent. It's going to be very interesting for the Celtics because they already have that big three, but not a lot of people are going to have cap space, so they could get him at a good price. Would you take Marcus Smart for ten million a year, Isaac? I, it's funny you said that because I feel like that's that's the cutoff point. And like you're you know, over under, or like you that's that's the lowest. So I'm looking at the the full mid level, okay? Yeah. Um, which is around I think this past year was around like eight something like that. I did have it pulled up. Um, I think it was like eight point five. So if it goes up a little bit, you know, let's just say nine. If the full mid level is around nine, yeah. Um, I think I would be okay. Something along the like I kind of put him in that same category as like Dwight Powell. Like I don't, I probably wouldn't want him starting, but like he's a good like six seventh guy off the bench, and I could see a scenario like there's another question later on that I'll bring him up again. But yeah, I like him. I think it's it, I kind of view him as like a younger Wes Matthews without a shot. He's 23 years old. Um, Wes Matthews without a shot, but he just makes a lot more. He makes more plays defensively than Wes Matthews does. Like he creates more turnovers. He just he goes after loose balls more. Like I feel like Wes Matthews is a good one on one defender, but Marcus Smart like caught wreaks havoc. You know what I mean? Like defender. there's a yeah, yeah there's can, there's a difference there. Yeah, yeah. Team defender probably Smart. Like if you're saying one on one guard some at the end of the game, I'd say Wes, but. Yeah, so yeah, I would I would definitely do it. He, he probably he wouldn't be like playing A for me or you know probably playing B, but um, health is an issue with him. He's been in the league four years and he's only he's only played more than sixty seven games one time. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Um, that's a, that's a little key for him, but he's from the area. Still twenty three. He would be very intriguing next to Dennis. I would still probably like him in the six-man type of role. He brings a lot of energy, and I love that part of his game. What would be – like bringing Marcus Smart off the bench would be awesome. If you could bring him off the bench next to Seth Curry, that would that's ideal for me. That is a really nice backcourt for, the, for the, the bench unit. But can we convince Marcus Smart to come off the bench? Is that something he wants to do? Yeah, and so, so that's the thing of – like I think he would fit along – he would fit alongside Dennis defensively. Because Smart would take that load off of Dennis. But is he the outside shooter that you would want alongside Dennis when Dennis isn't like a knockdown shooter himself? Because then you have two guys that's shooting below, yeah, you know, whatever their sh- three point percentage is right now. So sub below, sub below is Marcus yeah. Smart. Marcus Smart <laughs> shot 30% from three this year. So not as bad as I thought. <laughs> still pretty, you know, still pretty bad, but. Yeah, I, so with the question, how do I feel about him? I like him. I would do it. It's not something I'm saying, no, I want to stay away from. Probably in that full mid-level around eight, nine, and then probably like playing like B or C. Okay, one last thing on Marcus Mart, and tell me if this tell me if this is me, just me being paranoid. I am wary of all of these Brad Stevens role player type guys. Like I'm not. I wouldn't be worried about like a Jalen Brown, a Jason Tatum. Like we talked about them yesterday. I wouldn't be worried about Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier, maybe another guy, but like guys like this, you know, Jay Crowder when he when he left, you know, just other guys like that. We just see leave Brad Stevens' system and all of a sudden just become like, eh, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, but some of these uh, guys, like Isaiah Thomas, he's like he's older. Like some of these, like Terry Rogier, Marcus Marcus Smart's twenty three. So like I get that to an extent because Stevens is brilliant, but you know Crowder had been in Dallas before. Crowder got better in Utah. I think he did fine in Utah. He sucked in. Cleveland. Yeah, he was good in Utah. And so it's like, you know, if a guy's still pretty young, under twenty five then I, I, I don't really worry too much about that. And he's not taking a huge step down coaching-wise either, if any step no. down. If Brad Stevens can know, figure out how to use him, I'm pretty sure Rick Carlisle could too. Next question from MT3 Maverick. If Mavs are at three and don't have a preference between Bamba, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Bagley, what would a trade down look like? Now, I took this question as to say you're at three and you're trading down to either four or five. Yeah. Right, that that's the that's how I took it. Uh, what do you think a trade down would look like? So let's say you're going to four or five. You're trading with let's just say it goes chalk, and you're looking at the lottery goes chalk. You're looking at Atlanta or Orlando. Let's just yeah, let's say any of those teams in the top five. And but Atlanta and Orlando. Well, okay, so you look at last year, and Philly had or no Boston had you know the top pick. Yeah. To to move down for. Philly to move up to one to get Marco from Fultz. three, they, from three they traded that 2019 pretty pretty much 2019 Kings pick because you know that pick's going to go to Philly this year the Lakers pick whatever which is so that's a pick right which, there, that Kings pick yeah which is going to be an awesome pick so that's going from three to one so I'm looking at <clears throat> realistically I'm looking at Atlanta and Orlando first thing I'm saying is okay well I want another first. And I want your first for next year. Probably going to have to get maybe a top two or top one protected, something like that, yeah, for to them. move from yeah. three, you know, three to five. But I'm also looking at the young pieces too. Which of these five teams in this top five would have a young piece to throw with a pick that would be enticing? And <clears throat> and would they give it up? You know, like would Atlanta give up Torian Prince? Yeah, it's hard for pick. all. It's hard for all these teams because they are also trying to get assets too, uh, and trying to like get. By the way, I have family over those. They're watching Parks and Rec, so if you guys enjoy that show, we we do as well. But they're they're all trying to get young assets as well. So like having them give up two, two essentially two for one. You know, is it that would it be that worth it for them? And I don't I don't know if those three guys the difference is that worth it for a lot of teams. Yeah, and you look at fit also. So like if Orlando's sitting there saying we're gonna match we're gonna match anything for Aaron Gordon or we're we're getting ready to max him out, then Marvin Bagley's probably not your pick if you're Orlando. Like you probably don't want Bagley. You probably don't want Porter to fit with Gordon. Yeah. Like, that's just kind of a weird fit. You probably want a Bamba or Jaron Jackson, something like that. Aiden. So they might you have probably a want Trey young or Trey young. You know, if they're sitting there at five, but like if they're locked in saying, man, we really want Jaron Jackson next to, next to Aaron Gordon, they could be motivated and move up a couple spots. Somebody like Atlanta, I'm not moving up if I'm Atlanta because you need anything and everything. Yeah. So just, and you're going to be in this for a while. You don't have any cornerstone pieces. I mean, whatever, John Collins. But, like, you just need yeah, a piece. Yeah, there's so. a difference between a cornerstone and a piece. You know, like, a cornerstone yeah. is Like, a Devin driving. Booker's a cornerstone. Yeah. John Collins is a piece. Torian Prince is a piece. So, like, He's Dennis Smith Jr. He's a piece of work. <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. is a cornerstone. And 
So anyway, <clears throat> the team like if we jump Memphis, I don't see I don't see Memphis having anything to give us. So like Memphis is the one I don't see any any scenario in which Memphis that we would trade back with Memphis. They just don't have like, they just don't have any stuff. They don't have any young things. Their pick next year goes to Boston next year or the year young, after. Young things. Um but no, that's yeah. Not even Dylan Brooks. He's not enough for me to Yeah, you'd have to him. get there have to be a pick too and they don't have that. Like if you go do a pick and him though. Yeah. Now Phoenix Phoenix is the one. If you jump like that yeah. and that's the scenario. Like if you jump up to one or two, Phoenix drops the three or four and they want they really want Luca, you know, or Aiden or something. Like they have the sixteenth pick. They have some young pieces and like Bender, um, you know, even like TJ Warren, future picks, whatever. Like that's the type of package you want to move back for. So, but if it goes chalk, Atlanta and Orlando, one, I don't see Atlanta moving up. And two, like for Atlanta, I just want probably just a draft pick, you know, 2019 pick. Orlando gets very intriguing. And I just don't know what Orlando, like Jonathan Simmons isn't enough, you know? <laughs> that That's yeah. not enough. Jonathan Isaac. Now that would be nice. Yes. Would you move from three to five for Jonathan Isaac? I would do it. Just straight sure. up for him and Yeah. Yeah, Nothing I think I would do attached. that. I would do that. I would do I would do that for sure. So Okay, so let's say you got Jonathan Isaac and you have your choice between those three bigs that were mentioned. Uh, any, any of them. I mean I'm I'm Bomba and love Bomba. Yeah. I mean I I think I think Bagley and Jonathan Isaac would probably be the weirdest pairing. Would it though? Because they, they I mean, wouldn't just they, try they, to interchange them. I'm just not fully on board right now with Bagley being a five. I yeah. think he could be a four more. Well, right and if you remember before the draft, like when we did our profile of him, we talked a lot about that Charks piece about how he thinks that Jonathan Isaac's long-term future in the NBA is a five. Is a five? Yeah, that's true that you could kind of interchange them. Now your shooting is a little suspect when you have Bagley and Isaac there, but you're hoping that Bagley definitely improves that. I mean, he shot pretty well from three in college. Hopefully that translates, but yeah. So would you move from, is there anywhere if Orlando's at five, is there anywhere in the picks above them that you wouldn't move down to five for Isaac? Uh, one and two. Okay. Probably. That's probably the only places that I wouldn't want to move down. Yeah, so it would make you cringe if you're at two and they traded two and five in exchange Jonathan Isaac for it. Going from two to two straight down to five? I think I would still do it. Mm. Is, I, that would be tough. So is Luca gone? I'm assuming Luca's gone. So, so you're, <laughs> you're, trading, you're trading Aiton, essentially. You're trading Aiton for... Isaac, or Jonathan, Isaac, and like Jaron Jackson or or Bamba. <laughs> if you're telling me Bamba, okay, I think I would do that. Bamba's, I think I would yes. do that. Not for if you're I, telling me Bamba's there at five, I'm doing it. If Luca's there, I would weird. not do it. But if 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 it's Aiton, then yes, I would do it. So would you rather have Bamba and Jonathan Isaac or Luca? I would rather have Luca. I think I would take Jonathan Isaac and Bamba. Well, yeah, you're the you're the. You're the resident. That's stop it. No, Luca's number two on my board. Stop that. That's You're the stupid. resident Luca hater. <laughs> Luca had a triple double today in 22 minutes. Shout out. In 22 minutes. In 22 each, minutes. Eat your heart out, Russell Westbrook. That, <laughs> first triple double in that league since 2007. That's so weird. 
It's pretty wild. That's really weird. They they're still they still hold on to like traditional roles though, where like yeah. the the bigs get rebounds <laughs> and the guards get assists. <laughs> if Memphis, if if we jump frog Memphis and jump or frog. frogged, <laughs> Frogger, jump uh, jump frog. Would you take Mark Gasol? To I love back? I love jump frog. Would I take Mark Gasol? No. Okay. I think the thing with Fizdale is 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 been underplayed. I think that the fact that he sort of ran Fizdale out of town is like, huh? What's gonna be really weird? I don't know is about if that. They end up trading Gasol and they let him run Fizz out of town and then they trade trade. Well, Gasol. Fizz that's is gonna get fired after this year in New York. So stop it. I think that's just the New York great. stink. And yeah. they don't have Porzingis. They're gonna be awful. They're gonna be so bad. Yeah, I think they expect it. I think he'll do great in New York. I I hope so. All right, we already did. We just did half the podcast on <laughs> on two questions. So uh, from one dude, by the way, so, <laughs> or or girl, I guess maybe just the one girl. So uh, we'll move on to our next question about a potential All Star coming to Dallas in just one second. All right, Mike Greenberg. All right, this is a question from our guy JAB Britton, our guy Jack. What up, Jack? How about a trade that lands a front court of Kawhi and Bamba? Does it exist? Is it possible? <coughs> that I added that at, that last part. <laughs> Does it exist? Is it possible? Yeah. Um, man, it's really it's really tough. I think the I think only you don't pa- have Dennis anymore. No, uh, I think the only package is that's even getting close is 2019 unprotected and Barnes. Barnes and the 2011 championship trophy for Kawhi. <laughs> 2019 unprotected in Barnes, and you might have to give up another first in the future. Like, that's what you're looking at. My dad sent me a sent me a screenshot tonight. I was at dinner with my wife, and he's like, "Is this true?" He's a diehard. <laughs> he's a diehard Spurs fan. Ever since jo- Jordan retired, your dad is. Yeah, because he that's super it, random. He's a player guy. So ever it was Dr. J. And then once Dr. J retired, it was Jordan. Iceman. And then once Jordan retired, it was Duncan. He loved Duncan. And so now he's kind of like. He loves Duncan. Oh, he loves Duncan because he was so calm and chill and all that stuff. And my dad went to the Navy and he loves like David Robinson also. But anyway, he sent me this screenshot today. He was super worried. And it says, is this true? And it was some account on somebody's random NBA account on Facebook that said, Breaking news, Boston trades Gordon Hayward in the 2019 Kings pick for Kawhi Leonard. He's like, is this true? Is this true? And I'm like, no, that's not true. My phone would be blowing up right now Yeah, well, that was true. No, not true. I, I don't see a scenario unless it got to a point where you're essentially trading Kawhi like he was Paul George last year. You know what I mean? Where those pieces, they look awesome now in Oladipo and Sabonis. Like They look so great now. But at the time... Everybody was killing it. Didn't look like that good of a return. It was two young guys that hadn't really found their place that didn't really look that great. And so because Paul George's stock had just been completely just <laughs> tanked because he it was so clear that he was going to go to L.A. But OKC bought it, and so then they made the trade. Uh, so that's the only scenario that I can see th- that combo happening where we keep the 2018 pick and get Kawhi. Yeah. That's kind of the only scenario. So sorry, Jack. Still, still not going to happen. Probably <laughs> no. Uh, okay. The next question comes from our guy Matt Godfrey. He has a couple questions here. Um, 
have we considered the Jokic situation in Denver, which we mentioned briefly, I think, last week? They either decline this is this is what Matt says. He lays it out pretty good here. They either decline his 2018-19, which is next season's team option, make him a restricted free agent and mat and match a max offer, putting them in the luxury tax, or they let him ride on next year at one point six million, make him mad, and he becomes an unrestricted free agent next season. So we've seen this a couple times. Not with such a not with a guy with such a low numbered salary like that 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 is so low like this is not the gordon hayward where he was making 17 and he wanted the max and was upset and left utah like that that's the that's the most recent scenario that i remember but what do you think about this situation do you you think that man i i didn't even put an answer to this question because i don't even think they think twice they just they're just going to max him out they're going to max him now though that the, the thing about matt's question is it's not whether they would match him they would max him or not like they can make him a restricted free agent this summer and then match any offer that comes through then they no. have to go in the luxury tax or no. they just try to ride out next season what if he gets mad then he becomes unrestricted no you max him now he's your when is the last time denver had since carmelo Mello, I mean, yeah like you, he is a top twenty player. Like I'm not, I'm like I'm not the biggest. Like Jokic is the best center in the league guy. Like I, I'm, I'll be quick to point out his flaws. But if you are a market like Denver and you're the Nuggets, you maxing out. You don't even play around with this crap. Like extend him, give him his full money, and then you look at the rest of your roster. Yeah, you don't play with this. Your their big their concern shouldn't even be money. It should be how can we get him in top notch shape. That's what they need to get him in. He needs to get in shape. Yeah, they first he first needs to get over that cold that he always seems to have. Doesn't it look like he always has a cold. He's always sick. He's always battling something. <laughs> it's what it looks like. Yeah, I have to agree with Isaac. But going to the luxury tax for them would be tough. Matt also pointed out in in the tweet he sent us that Denver hates going into the luxury tax. Some of these small market teams they hate going into the luxury tax, and I gotta agree, especially for a team that I don't know. Are they gonna get better next year? Are they gonna make the playoffs? Like they didn't make the playoffs this de- year. They were so close, but but you don't you don't risk losing your best player in franchise history since Carmelo just for luxury tax like you you will trade a contract off <laughs> you will like before yeah. you risk losing a guy like that before you risk pissing him off or anything with that like no you take care of him first then you worry about all the other crap yeah also you you kind of gauge the this the scenario like is it is it gonna make him mad that he's making 1.6 next year even, yeah. like can you do a man well, you look at the Isaiah Thomas situation, you're like, yeah, Jokic should take whatever he can as soon as he can and get mad about it and make a big stink about it because you never know. It could be gone in a minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thanos could snap his fingers and it could be gone, Isaac. Thanos. Not a spoiler. So, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think they'll do it. But, man, you, you could – if if he's cool with it, then you could, you could make a bit – you could make a good case that he should delay that. By saying stuff like, well, if you're making this, then we could add somebody else. You know, we can still, you know, we can keep this roster. If we go into luxury tax, like, I don't think we can pay that. We might have to get rid of somebody, you know, like something like that. If you, you try to make a case as a front office in that way to him. As far as Dallas is concerned with this, uh, yeah, you, you you attack that with whatever you have. Like, if, if he becomes restricted, you, you, you know, you max him, you go for it. If he becomes unrestricted, you give him all the money. <laughs> give him all the money. I, he just—he's so good to me, and I think Carlisle would just 
man, he would take that guy and it would be a new Dirk, but in a different way. Instead of where yeah. he's a shot maker, he's your passer, distributor. He's your guy you run the offense through, but in more of like a distributing kind of way. And he can make shots too. Not, not Obviously not as well as Dirk, but he can all over the floor. Yeah, I mean, if you got a chance to get him, then you go get him and then figure out the other stuff, his weaknesses then. You get Bamba and then you get Jokic and you put them together. That would be pretty crazy. You think that would work? No, I don't. You don't? Mm-mm. What if Bamba gets his shot? I think. Well, I just think Jokic. Jokic is a pure five, and so you get Jaron Jackson Jr. Then make him play four. He would fit better than Bamba, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or you get Jokic and Bagley, and you just say we're going to score at 130 points. <laughs> we don't care about defense. Yeah, we don't care about score. it at all. <laughs> then we're going to add other guys in free agency that don't care. All right, so moving on to our next question. Uh, it's a question about Rodney Hood. We already sort of talked about him, um, but this is from Rangers King 669. Would Rodney Hood be somebody you'd like in restricted free agency if we can't land a bigger name? The What I want to focus on in this is the bigger name thing. Like, who would you be disappointed by? And I think at some point, Isaac, we need to do a power rankings of free agents. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure. guys that we – like basically tiers like we do tiers in the draft we do our, our rankings in the draft we should do the same thing for free agency um is rodney hood settling do you think rodney hood's like a backup plant or you think it's a guy that you should try for like at midnight or where does he where does he range and that that's like kind of a spectrum is he a mozgov where you're you're pursuing him at 1201 no. <laughs> midnight okay so who would you rather pay the most money to marcus smart or him Oh man, that's so hard. Yeah, they both bring you two different types, and things. they're both so flawed. <laughs> um, because I, I have kind of the same thoughts. Like I would give them the full mid level, probably. I would what is that? that? It's like eight. Yeah, it's like eight point five. Probably be like nine next year, something like that. And he, here's my thing. And we said it just a, and probably yesterday on yesterday's pod. If you are a rebuilding team with his current situation and like the whole thing, he wouldn't come in and like he has an attitude type problem going back to Utah. If you're a rebuilding team, you <clears throat> with a foundation kind of like Dallas, you take a flyer on on a, on a guy like this, like that. On Rodney Hood, you, yeah. You don't like if you're a if you're a team just using the Jazz for example. If you're a team like the Jazz and you're trying to find pieces to the puzzle around your stars, yeah. and you're in like you're trying to take the next step, Denver like you're too. already a playoff team, then no, like I would sh- shy away from it. Then you're v- getting very picky about the pieces you go after. Yeah, Dallas, we're in that stage to where like you take the chance on him. He's killed us. Like he and I think he would be. That His matters. The, the killing the team matters. We've seen over and over and over again. We've seen these teams that sign guys that killed them the season before. This question, there's a question later on we'll get to, but somebody poses a question to us about like if a certain trade happened to where Wes was gone, who would be our starting two guard? Yeah. And like that would be a scenario to where you go out in free agency and say, let's find a new two guard in Marcus Smart or Rodney Hood. And it's going to be really intriguing who gets the most money. I think Marcus Smart will, mainly because I think he'll go back to Boston. I think Boston will sign him. I honestly think Boston might sign him pretty quick, and it might surprise some people. But Yeah, they like him. He- they like him, and they, they just need they need contracts to make a bigger 
trade work next year, uh, Anthony Davis or whatever it is. Because yeah. right now they just can't pull it off unless they whatever. But yeah, I like Rodney Hood. Would I throw a fire at him for sure? I'm not looking at like twelve million a year. I'm looking at like the full med level and maybe a one plus eight. one kind of thing where the second year's a team option. I think that's probably what he's gonna he's probably gonna get. It's gonna be a prove it, especially how this Cleveland thing played out. Yeah, so. yeah. I would like his fit next to Dennis too. Rodney Rodney's for sure. Marcus Martz is I'm, I'm a little wary of, but. No, yeah, I would like Rodney Hood's next to Dennis a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Isaac, let's move on to our final question of this part. We'll move on to, to some more in the next pod. But uh, let's move on to our next question. And uh, coming up next, Isaac, I'll tell you why Kristaps Porzingis will be a Dallas Maverick. <laughs> All right. Question from uh, Duffy underscore Brian. Even with the ACL injury, would you trade a top three pick for Perzingis? Ooh. <laughs> I in want this, to hear your answer first. In this draft, absolutely. Why did you say in this draft? Because I, I don't – like you're looking at this draft and be, be, a top three pick. So you're looking at Doncic, Aiton. I don't think Aiton can ever be better than Porzingis is. Okay, and that's just my personal my personal thing. And then anybody else besides Luca, I don't think has a chance to be as good as Porzingis can be, and as franchise changing as Porzingis can be. Isaac wouldn't do it. He's not doing it. He's look. <laughs> Isaac, the way you're looking at me makes me think that you're not going to do it. I'm not doing it. Wow. Not at the current moment. That's the thing. Not right now. I just can't do it right now. This is when you do it. You buy low. Buy low on these guys. He's seven Porzingis is He so played good. 66 games last year, played 48 games this year. He seems like he's always dinged up. This is all like That's cuz all he's doing is eating bagels and pizza in New York. He needs to come to Dallas where we got listen, soul cycles like all him. over the place. We have if cryo centers all over the place. We have the we have Casey Smith. You always mention Casey Smith and the training yes. staff. We can bring him here, get him into the system. He's the new Dirk. We put a little statue next to Dirk statue. It's a little zinger that's right next to him. He is the new guy in Dallas. Him and Dennis become best friends. They have dogs together. It's it's gonna be the best. <laughs> I I like Porzingis a lot. I just think it's a little bit oh, too risky. Don't give me the butt. For a top three pick. A top to- three. Okay, you talk about risk. How many top three picks have been awful? Just absolutely awful. He just awful. tore his ACL. He's going to set out Anthony Bennett, all next Hashim year. Thabit, Wesley Johnson. Like these guys, Derek Williams, they just come in and are just terrible. This is yeah. a guaranteed all-star. Like, here, like here's my thing. There's a difference between this situation and Boogie because like – Porzingis is better. But he is better than Boogie. I, wow, I, I did not I, expect you to agree with that. I would take that. I would take if you're telling me both of them are fully healthy. Who would you rather have, Porzingis? But well, he's much younger. But here's like here's the thing: you are giving up on a 19 year old kid that is healthy that that is coming in with no medical stuff. Unless it's Michael Porter Jr. Well, yeah. 
But with Porzingis, it's just he just tore his ACL. At this moment, we don't know how he is with recovering all this stuff. This is if, how you pounce. This is how you pounce, just, Isaac. It's just the timing of it. If we were towards the end of his recovery and we had already seen workouts and like all this stuff, and like I don't even know if he's like doing drills right now you know after this i don't know like have you seen his instagram story he's definitely doing drills i haven't seen it all is he really oh no you missed the you missed the joke oh no (laughs) so like that's the thing like at this point with his acl happened just like that would suck so bad if you trade if you give up a top three pick that you i mean this is what you built for for a guy you know you build for a chance to get hardened you build for a chance to get but there's no guarantee he's going to be that coming off the ACL. That's the thing. Yeah, like, he could be better. Tall. They could <laughs> rebuild cool. it. He could have a bionic knee. Just like Dennis. He could, his, his vertical could increase by 10 inches. <laughs> Imagine Porzingis and he can now just like kiss the top of the backboard. Come on, Isaac. He'd be like Wilt Chamberlain. But it's tough. It's it's super hard for me, but I have to – just because Julia of the time. Julia Okafor, right? Isaac. Julia Okafor was awful. Still is. I agree. He was a number. He was a top three pick. I I totally get that. It's you don't, just you don't get it. He he doesn't get he it. Just, guys. He just tore his ACL and he's been banged up for almost his entire career so far. And it's it's just starting. Like he's seven feet and it's just starting. This is what they said about Steph Curry. Steph wasn't seven feet either. But this is true. Steph was my height. <laughs> or I was. It's Steph's tough. Height. Like I mean, it's not something I'm like. I would die on the mountain of it. No, not at all. But the mountain you will die on is locked on Mavs. The mountain of Mavs, guys. Thank you so much for listening to part one of our mailbag season podcast. Check out part two uh, that we will record right now, but that you guys will hear on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you tomorrow. Peace out. <laughs> Boom.